A good team. A good team. I think it's going to be a fun atmosphere. It's going to be a great game. There you go. Uh, Bo, Bo Hannon's thoughts on on Texas. And when you look at Texas, what do you think? I, You know, I, I see a team that's trying to find themselves a little bit. They've been hot and cold. Uh, you know, they've had some monumental collapses, which, um, you know, I, I want I, I want to say that sometimes that just happens in a first year with the coaching staff, but probably shouldn't the way it did. Um, so, you know, I, this team is, has not really got on solid ground yet. Is And so I think they're vulnerable. And, uh, it, again, if you, can, if you can stop the run against Texas, you limit what they can do. And that, I think that that has to be the game plan going in. We stop the run first, and we make Casey Thompson beat us. And I don't, I don't think he can. Look, Texas's defense is eighth in the conference in, in rush defense. They give up a little over 200 yards a game mm-hmm. through the first seven. Baylor's offense, their rush offense, is number one in the in the in the in the conference at 238 point blah blah. You know, uh, so so that tells you that Texas's idea is they're going to come into this game and say, okay. Gary Bohannon, you beat us because we're not going to let y'all beat us with the run. I mean, that's going to be the game plan. Now, I don't know if they can do that or not, but well, that's and what they're going to try to do. There's the key. I mean, you can you can you can prep for it. You can you can put as many as you can get on the field in the box. But if you can't, if you still can't get it done, mm-hmm. then it may be a long day for you. I mean, I don't know. I, everybody, you know, and again, most everybody you talk to has this as a pretty even matchup because. Look, I do too. I think it is an even matchup. Where, where's the Achilles' heel for Baylor? They give up the big play. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're you know, even in the win over BYU, there were four or five. I mean, big time, game changing type plays that BYU was able to execute. Yeah, they 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 give up the chunk yardage, and uh, you, you know sometimes if you do that. It enables the team to open up their playbook, and you know they get in second and short or second and five or less. It opens up the playbook. There's a lot more that they can do in that situation. So you you have to try to avoid that. First downs are going to be huge for the Bears. And, and when it comes to pass defense, Texas is in the middle of the conference, and uh, so we'll see. And, and Baylor's pass offense is in the middle of the conference, so. I, it, if it comes down to Baylor's offense against Texas's defense, it's going to be the ability or the inability to run the football. Now, I always like that when we start breaking these games down because just as soon as we say that, it'll be something totally different. You don't know how these games are going to unfold. All you could do is look at them it, because when you what are stats? They're history. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's what th- this is what's happened in the first seven games for these two football teams. And then you just kind of look at it and go, okay, if this is a, a parent, an apparent strength and this is an apparent weakness, you would think this is where it goes. And so I think it does go Baylor's offense in the run game against Texas's run defense. And, and who wins that matchup? Now, as you know, it, it could come down to – heck, all of that could be out the window and can come down to the kicking game. You don't know. They, they all start 0-0, zero to zero and, and the, the way the game unfolds – It'll be interesting, you know, to see how, how this thing unfolds. But, man, when you just look at numbers and you just look at how, how things have gone and Baylor's ability, Ward, to 
with you know, almost like a two-headed monster, kind of like the Cowboys, if you want to get right down to it, with Smith and Ebner, uh, they have the ability to run the football. They do. And and that's going to be something that Texas is going to key on. I, I, I think that that's got to be part of the game plan. And, again, I go back to – for for Baylor too, I, I think it's they have to stop the run. They have to find a way to get off the field and, and not let Texas drive the football and uh, give their offense a chance to to be that two headed monster. And we, you, it's a great that, point. That's the biggest key to me. Texas is is right behind Baylor when it comes to running the football. No, I just I, and, and why not with B. John Robinson? Yeah, I, I think that's the key to the game for me. I, I can't wait. It's uh, tomorrow morning. They'll kick it off a little after 11 o'clock, and uh, we begin at 7 a.m. Are you bringing donuts, by the way, on your way to Belton? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's not in the equation? That's not in the equation. I'm afraid if I got down there, I would not be able to get out, and so I would, I would oh, we'll love meet to. You, we'll meet you at the gate. I'm sure you would. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll be a little bit busy in the morning. I got you. 728, we talked to Jeff Howe from uh, – from Horns247Sports.com, we do that next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor football on your flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. This Saturday, the Baylor Bears play host to the Texas Longhorns, and our coverage begins at 7 a.m. with Game Day Live, presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. Game Day Live is also brought to you in part by Barnett Contracting, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Common Grounds, NeighborWorks Waco, Steckler Wayne Cochran Cherry Law Firm, TFNB, your bank for life. Game Day Live is also brought to you in part by Total Office Solutions, Baylor Hand Camera School of Business, Old Chicago Pizza and Tap Room, Hurley Benefit Services, Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, Walk On Sports Bistro, Myatt Fuels, Central National Bank, and Ascension Providence. Join us this Saturday morning at 7 a.m. for Baylor in Texas. It's game day live at 7 a.m. Presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni on ESPN Central Texas. Feel like you're missing out on the fiesta? You don't have to. La Fiesta Restaurant is open with dine-in seating, drive-through, and delivery. Now you can get the famous purple margarita to go or delivered with any food purchase. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier with family pack of fajitas, enchiladas, and tacos. Order online or call ahead and get any of your La Fiesta favorites at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Stop by downtown in Waco at Way Cool Tacos and Union Food Hall. Way Cool Tacos, located corner of Franklin and 8th Street. When you need help obtaining off-site sewer and water easements, give Fawcett Title Works a call. We will obtain temporary and permanent easements, all negotiations, and a detailed spreadsheet of the status of all easements. Not only that, but Fawcett Title Works can handle everything from 404 wetlands permit applications, U.S. Army engineering permits and easements, railroad crossing permits, locating heirs to property reports, and much more. All with our fast and accurate turnaround time, ensuring we always have happy clients. Fawcett Title Works handles most counties in Texas. Fawcett Title Works. Works of Clifton, 254-366-1192 and at FawcettTitleWorks.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by CMC Auto Group, Highway 6 at Imperial Drive. Come by and see what makes us different. The Arizona Cardinals are no longer the only unbeaten team in the NFL. They lost to the Packers last night, 24-21, on Thursday night football. In college football, number 24, Coastal Carolina beat Troy 35-28. East Carolina topped South Florida 29-14. 
In the NBA last night, the Houston Rockets dropped a 122-91 decision at home to the Utah Jazz. The Dallas Mavericks, meanwhile, outlasted the San Antonio Spurs 104-99. Game three of the World Series tonight in Atlanta. Luis Garcia will be on the mound for the Astros. Ian Anderson will get the start for the Braves. First pitch around 7 o'clock. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Now, from the Alan Samuel Studios. All right, welcome back in. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Time of the war. Drive safely as you make your way to work or school. It is uh, game day, game day Friday here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, coming up uh, tomorrow, 11 a.m. out at uh, McLean Stadium. It is the uh, Texas Longhorns and the Baylor Bears, and we'll have it for you right here on ESPN Central Texas. Our pregame again begins at 7 a.m. We are joined now by uh, Jeff Howe from 104.9 The Horn and from Horns dot, uh, Horns247sports.com. Jeff, first of all, let's let's stop with these 11 a.m. starts. Uh, that's a little early for me. Well, I was going to ask you, Tom, how's the traffic flow? I was wondering, do I need to leave now? Or you know, when the show's over at noon? Or how's the traffic flow going through Waco today? I'm telling you, you better find you an alternate route. You know what I mean? <laughs> because the 3-5 the, the is going to be a little congested. So uh, that's funny. Well, you, you, know, you know, Tom, that's the good thing about growing up in, in Florence, Texas, America, and, and going to thriving metropolises like, like Rosebud uh, all my life. I, I know some back roads. And then there's, of course, you get you also your your co-host on the on your radio program is also an an, a walking atlas of streets and highways and back roads, uh, Craig Way. So yeah, you guys you'll get it figured out, and we'll. I hope you're here by by 11 a.m. on Saturday. I I hope so too. You know, I I keep telling Craig we need to we need to lend his voice to to one of these GPS apps. He he (laughs) shoots it down, but. I don't know. I think it's a moneymaker for him. Maybe you can talk him into it. Oh, that's funny. Jeff, uh, you've looked at this thing all week. We were just talking about what we think this thing may come down to. In your opinion, what's what's Baylor, Texas come down to? You know, I, I've looked at, Tom, the, the raw numbers, the analytics, and here's what I'm down to. This is where it's gotten to. I, the one area where I think Baylor has a distinct advantage, and I think really this is the one area where I think either team has a really real distinct advantage in this game. If you look at, you know, I'll, Football Outsiders is one site that, that tracks some advanced statistics that I really like. Baylor is one of the best teams in the country in terms of field position. I mean, I, I think Baylor's only allowed one opponent to start a drive in plus territory this year. I mean, you'd figure you'd fl- an opponent would fluke their way into a couple drive starting in plus territory, but Baylor's been one of the better teams in the country in terms of field position. Texas, on the other hand, uh, you know, they're kind of middle of the road, and in terms of where the opponents start, you know, in terms of defensive field position, they're 96th in the country. So I'll say all that to say this time, I really think this is a game, whichever one of these teams is not buttoned up in that third phase, this game could come down to, you know, a shanked punt that allows a drive to start in in plus territory, a a misread punt that, that backs you up and has you come off the goal line. I, I think these two teams are that even, that that's the kind of nitty-gritty granular stuff that we're talking about that's going to separate them tomorrow. When you look at these uh, interior lines, is this game going to come down to who wins the line of scrimmage? No question, Ward. I mean, I, the, I, if you're Baylor, I think the matchup you've really got to like 
is your interior defensive line, especially, you know, Siaki Ika, all 350 pounds of them going against Jake Majors. And look, I, I, I think Jake Majors, you know, he's a redshirt, he's a, I don't know if redshirt freshman, COVID freshman, I don't know what we're officially labeling these guys <laughs> at this point. Uh, but the bottom line is, you know, Jake Majors started nine games in his career, and I think by the time he's done at Texas, he's going to be a really good center. But you're still talking about a guy that, A, didn't play that position in high school, so still really kind of learning at number one. And number two, uh, he's, there are games like this one, and I think we saw this in the Arkansas game too, and it eventually kind of took its toll in the Oklahoma game. Jake Majors, just in terms of physical maturity, there are going to be some games where he's just overmatched, and, and that's kind of the, the trial and error you, you live by with a young center. Even though you think he's going to be really good, uh, there's just going to be some games where he struggles. I think this could be one of those games. It's interesting, you know, when you study both these run games, Ward, it's almost like these teams are looking at mirror images of each other. Now, Baylor with Jeff Grimes, they're, they're wide zone. They will run it a little wider than Texas will. But Texas, if you look at the way Texas run the football this year, their best play has really become that outside zone, that stretch play. And when you've got a guy like Bijan Robinson that sees it as well as he does, that can feel it as well as he does with the ball in his hand, uh, it, it's understandable why that stretch play has, has been really good for them. I think the key for Texas in terms of trying to – and I love this Baylor defense. I think when you've got as much experience at all three levels like Baylor does, as a college coach, that's ideally where you're striving to get, where you've got a defense that they're, they're not only are they physical, not only are they good football players, but they're sound. They're going to put themselves in the right position. I know a lot of that starts with Terrell Bernard. But I think if you're Texas – what Steve Sarkeesian has to do, and he's done this. I just think you've got to extrapolate this and spread it out through four quarters. Whatever personnel groupings you're going with, you've got to mix up your formations. You've got to really smartly utilize your pre-snap motions and your shift. You've got to try to see if you can make Baylor a half-step slow, get them a half-tick late to the football. Maybe that gives Bijan Robinson that little extra second he needs or split second he needs to hit a crease or to find a cutback lane. So I think for Texas – uh, that, to me, is the key word. I, I don't think Texas can go into this game and just beat Baylor straight up, but Steve Sarkeesian shown that, that he's smart enough, especially I think the Arkansas game was really, I think, the, the turning point for the staff in terms of that, realizing, okay, you're, this offensive line isn't at the point where you're just going to line up and just roll people off the ball. you got to be creative. you got to mix it up and, and throw a little funk at the defense uh, and try to give yourself an advantage. I think you'll see Texas do a lot of that on Saturday. Jeff, I realize he is a focal point to the offense, but is Robinson getting enough touches, and, and could he handle more touches physically? Uh, the, the last part on it is the first time, because that's the easiest. Yes, without question. I mean, he, he got, I think it was 35 total touches, and there went over TCU to open Big 12 play. And, you know, talking to him after the game, watching him on the sideline, he really could have gotten about 10 to 12 more. I mean, he has physically just built himself – to be that kind of workhorse running back. And I think he knew that once this staff got here. I mean, Steve Sarkeesian, you look at, at wherever he's been as a head coach or, or as an assistant coach as a play caller, uh, he's not a big guy on running back by committee. If he's got a bell cow, he's going to use him to put the ball in his hands a lot. You know, the, the, the problem they've run into, Tom, is in the second half especially in their losses to Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, they tried to give him the ball. But some of those things I just talked about where Texas wasn't utilizing a ton of pre-snap motion and shifts, they weren't really diverse. Uh, you know, they kind of got a little bland in the second half. They got predictable. 
And I think Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, you know, with Alex Grinch at Oklahoma, Jim Knowles at Oklahoma State, to their both of their credit, they just kind of decided, look, we're just going to oh, try to overwhelm Texas at the line of scrimmage, bring as much pressure as possible, get them in third and long, and basically try to take B. John Robinson out of the game. And that's kind of what happened. And I think you can sum it up like this, Tom, and I think this goes into the B. John Robinson point. If you look at the last two games, Steve Sarkeesian, his opening scripts, his drive starters, his initial plan has been phenomenal. But it's those adjustments in the second half where Texas really hasn't had a counterpunch yet. But they've got to figure out a way how to maximize five touches because he, he and Xavier Worthy are the two guys Texas have on offense that without question can change a game. And especially now that they don't have Jordan Whittington after he uh, suffered a collarbone injury in the Oklahoma game. You've got to find a way to maximize when those two guys are touching the football. Jeff, as you go through a schedule, some games just automatically get bigger than others, but how badly does Texas and Steve Starkeesen need to win this football game? They need a really bad word. You know, going into the season when I looked at it, uh, you know, and I think it's, you know, you're never going to temper expectations in Texas, but uh, I said, you know, hey, with a first-year head coach, knowing what they needed to replace on defense, knowing that you know, you lost, quite honestly, one of the more productive quarterbacks you've had in school history in Sam Ellinger. You take all that into consideration. Uh, I said, hey, eight and four against looking at even in the preseason, not knowing yet what we knew yet about Baylor. Um, I said, hey, going eight and four against the schedule would be a good season. But, you know, if you lose your Texas, if you lose this game on Saturday, that means to get to eight and four, you'd have to win out, and you still got to go to Ames. You still got to go to Morgantown. And you still host K State on Black Friday. So if Texas wants to get to that eight and four, which you know, eight and four is kind of that gray area, right? You, you can, for I think for Texas fans, you can spin that one way or the other. You can say, hey, tough schedule, first year head coach, you know, competitive conference. You won eight games, you had a good year. There will be some to say, hey, eight and four isn't good enough. But if you're on either side of that, it's definitive, right? Nine and three, which would mean Texas would win out. You say, hey, that was a phenomenal year. Seven and five is now where you're getting to the point where, okay, didn't you just fire a guy for, for winning seven games? So eight and four is kind of, I think, ideally where Texas would maybe want to be. Uh, but to get there, in other words, if you don't if you don't win this game on Saturday, getting to eight and four, oh, you're really pushing the boulder up the hill at that point, trying to get to eight wins in the regular season. Jennifer, are these teams evenly matched enough where it might come down to special teams on Saturday? Yeah, Ford. I mean, that's, you know, talking about the field position game, I think, you know, both of these teams are pretty buttoned up in the kicking game. And I think that's been a really nice change for Texas. I know it's kind of gotten lost in the muck of the, the second half collapses the last two weeks. But, you know, Texas, they brought in Jeff Banks for a couple of reasons. One, he's a dynamic recruiter. And I think Texas fans will see that pay off one of the 2022 signing classes in the books. But, you know, Texas, quite frankly, under Tom Herman, drastically, grossly underachieved in the kicking game. They were a team that did not pay attention to details. Uh, quite frankly, there were games where once Michael Dixon left his program where special teams would lose them games. If Cameron Dickers made his last seven field goals. He's been really good, I think, better than expected as a punter. Deshaun Jameson's at the point where at any time, pretty similar to Tristan Everville, but any time Deshaun Jameson touches the ball, He's got a chance to score no matter where he's at on the field. Uh, and, and, you know, when you look at this Texas program, as, as good and as good of evaluations as Tom Herman and the previous staff made, uh, you know, in terms of you know finding guys with good size-speed ratios at, at inside linebacker, at outside linebacker, at tight end, uh, they've got athletes. Their coverage and return units 
uh, are really some of the best we've seen in Texas, at least the most consistent we've seen in Texas in a really long time. So I, I really like, I know, again, we're getting into the nitty-gritty. We're getting pretty granular, but I really do like the special teams matchup in, in this game because I think both of these teams are buttoned up to where, you know, that thing could be a push. Man, Jeff, we appreciate it. Hey, what are you working on for uh, Horns 247? Yeah, just got a couple last-minute things coming out today, Tom. Uh, you know, yesterday our big insider news notes and nuggets package dropped yesterday. Got uh, team football information in there, uh, basketball. Chris Beard uh, and the Longhorns, they've got an exhibition coming up against Texas Lutheran on Monday. We're going under that November 9th season opener against Houston Baptist. Uh, working on some, some B. John Robinson stuff. So Friday is kind of the day when – you, you empty the notebook, you dump it out. So I'll be doing that all day on the site today. All right, sounds good. Hey, Jeff, I uh, look forward to seeing you tomorrow, buddy. Yep, anytime, guys. Hey, talk to you soon. That's uh, Jeff Jeff Howe with uh, Horns 247 Sports and uh, and 104.9 The Horn FM. It is 743. This is, this is a football Friday edition of game time here on ESPN Central Texas. And we want to talk a second about our friends over at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. You know, they've been serving Central Texas for four generations. Take you all the way back to 1943. Family owned, family operated, and now it's it's Braden Emery's turn at the helm to guide Pioneer Steel and Pipe. But I'm telling you right now, the, the, the plan, the philosophy, the, the execution is still the same. Their reputation has been built one customer at a time and got a simple objective, and that's to make sure that uh, a customer leaves Pioneer Steel and Pipe satisfied with their purchasing experience. They are Central Texas's largest structural steel, pipe, and metal building components distributor. Don't forget they offer the uh, the best in custom metal buildings, residential metal roofing, hay and equipment barns, garage and carport covers, angle iron. They, uh, they have uh, American-made grade 60 rebar. Y- you get the picture? Basically, they're your one-stop shop for all your steel needs. And, man, if you're building a barn dominium, ask, uh, ask Braden or John about uh, about a contractor. If, if, you're, if you're a little shaky, not sure, hey, I mean, I don't know the direction to go, well, they, they, that's what they do. They'll be more than happy to, to help you and guide you in the right direction. Pioneer Steel and Pipe has two locations. They're down in, in Bryan, Texas, and also here in Waco at 913 South Loop Drive in Orchard Lane. They're open Monday through Friday from 730 until 5. See, they're open right now. And waiting for you. And they're open on Saturdays from eight until noon. You can check them out uh, uh, to, uh, on the on the uh, on the World Wide Web at pioneerboys.com. You can do that twenty four seven. They deliver and they unload as well. It's Pioneer Steel and Pipe. At UBO Business Services, we understand that digital transformation is the integration of digital technology into all areas of a business, fundamentally changing how you operate and deliver value to your customers. By letting UBO Business Services identify and remedy inefficient paper and email-based business processes, we can help your organization grow by 20 to 30% without adding any additional headcount. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. The Waco Lions return to Waco ISD Stadium to host the Waxahachie Indians this Friday night. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Johnny Tusa, Darren Burrow, and me for the Lions and the Indians. Our coverage begins with the pregame show at 7. We'll have a kickoff at 7.30. After the game, it's the Friday night high school football scoreboard show presented by Southwest Sports Medicine. Don't miss Waxahachie and Waco right here on your home for Waco Lions football, ESPN Central Texas. 
Guys trying to get ahead of the holiday gift buying but are a little short on cash? Morrison's Gifts has your solution. You can lay away any gift purchase by paying a third now, a third in November, and a third in December. At Morrison's, they feature gifts she'll love, like John Hart bags and accessories, Consuela purses and totes, candles, jewelry, and much more. They offer gift baskets for any budget and, as always, free gift wrapping. Delivery is also available, and they ship anywhere. That's Morrison's Gifts at the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills next to Jason's Deli. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. CMC Auto Group at Highway 6 and Imperial. At CMC Auto Group, we have always strived to carry the highest quality pre-owned inventory in town. All vehicles serviced, checked out, oil changed, and ready to drive daily. At CMC Auto Group, Central Texans are our customers, and Central Texans are who we strive to please. Great local financing available with incredibly low interest rates. CMC Auto Group at Highway 6 and Imperial. Keenan and Claire, tell them where. Say habla espanol. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by CMC Auto Group, Highway 6 at Imperial Drive. Come by and see what makes us different. The Arizona Cardinals are no longer the only unbeaten team in the NFL. They lost to the Packers last night, 24 21, on Thursday night football. In college football, number 24, Coastal Carolina beat Troy 35-28. East Carolina topped South Florida 29-14. In the NBA last night, the Houston Rockets dropped a 122-91 decision at home to the Utah Jazz. The Dallas Mavericks, meanwhile, outlasted the San Antonio Spurs 104-99. Game three of the World Series tonight in Atlanta. Luis Garcia will be on the mound for the Astros. Ian Anderson will get the start for the Braves. First pitch around 7 o'clock. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, stand by. Now, from the Alan Samuel Studios. Seven forty nine. Welcome back into game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us as uh, we roll along here on a Friday. Don't forget high school football coming up tonight uh, on our family of radio stations. We'll have Waco Walks the Hatchie seven p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. Over on Star one hundred four nine, we'll have Everman and University, and that is a six thirty pregame and a seven o'clock kick. By the way, uh, and then uh, over on Fox Sports Central Texas. From Leo Buckley Stadium, it'll be the uh, Temple Wildcats and the Colleen Kangaroos. And then, of course, after the game, it's the Friday Night High School Football Scoreboard Show, followed by a Saturday morning, early Saturday morning, with uh, with us as we uh, get things rolling at 7 a.m. with uh, our program tomorrow morning out at Touchdown Alley as we get you ready for Baylor and Texas. Uh, joined now by Ricky Thompson. And uh, Ricky's uh, presented by Alliance Bank. And, Ricky, we appreciate your time this morning. Texas Baylor, just talk a little bit about 
Texas Baylor. I mean, that's always that's always a fun one, isn't it? Well, it is, and there's just something special about that. I think part of it is the fact you're 90 miles away, a uh, long-time conference adversaries for now, a hundred and something plus games, and you know, it, it's always been a special game, and I think everybody can go back to 74, even those that weren't around at that time, and point to that victory that led to a conference championship, and I think that's just built on to those 13 and 14 championship teams, and even in 12, when Robert Griffin really had his Heisman game after the Oklahoma game that was against Texas, 48-24 to victory, so yeah, it, it's a special game, and particularly now with a 6-1 and one record and knowing that Texas is about to leave. No, we don't know really how many more times that's going to happen, Texas versus Baylor. So I think that even adds another element to this game. Ricky, when, when you look at this game, and, and we've been talking about it all week, obviously, and, and you know, of course we're all trying to figure out what's the key, what's, what's the big key, and we all have, have ideas and thoughts. For you, you've been looking at film. You've been breaking this thing down. You know these two teams well. For you, what's the key to this football game from from Baylor's perspective? Well, I think there's there's several. Number one, stop Bijan Robinson. Uh, this kid is really good. Probably the best running back we faced, and we've already played Brees Hall, who I think is just a stud. But this guy is really good, and the thing about him that is a little different, if he breaks a five-yard run, it may go 80, and that's a killer. So I think that's first and foremost that you stop Deshaun Robinson, uh, the receiver worthy, uh, Casey Thompson. That's a really good duo there. They go over the top quite a bit. We saw against Brigham Young that that can be a problem with our secondary. So I think that's the two keys for our defense. Offensively, I just think we've got to run the ball. Of course, Overshawn got hurt against Oklahoma State, but we all knew he'd be back two weeks off, and apparently he's healthy. So I think it's going to be really critical that we're able to run the football, open up the play-action passing game. The teams that have really pounded Texas have done it running the football, so I think that's going to be key. This Baylor offensive line, how do they stack up against the defensive line of Texas? Well, I think pretty well. I, I think uh, at times Texas defensive line has struggled, uh, not because of talent. I don't know what that is, but they've had some difficulties. Uh, I think our offensive line really came into its own, more so against West Virginia, and has played very well ever since. And Abram Smith has of course, and Preston Ebner have had a lot of success because of that offensive line. So I think they'll do fine. Talking with Ricky Thompson from uh, Alliance Bank and, of course, the uh, sideline reporter for the Baylor Radio Network. Ricky, uh, one of the things that uh, Jeff Howe from from uh, 104.9 down in Austin was talking about was special teams. He thinks that, you know, that this could be – a game that, that special teams, you know, makes a play, uh, doesn't make a play, whatever the case may be, that could go a long way in deciding the football game. You kind of like Baylor's opportunities if it does come down to special teams, don't you? Uh, no question. You've got Preston Ebner returning kickoffs, returning punts. Uh, we blocked the punt. I think we've really played 
across the board, special teams-wise, better than any Baylor team in many, many years. So I like those matchups in any scenario. The the kicking game is good on our side. Uh, field goal-wise, uh, Rauschenberg pounding the ball out of the end zone. I like that matchup. I really do. And in a close game, how many times have we seen the difference? Yeah, no, no question. You know, and one of the things that I was thinking about last night is, you know, this this staff has not had a problem in the world rolling the dice on fourth down and, you know, kind of going for it and, and, and getting out there on the edge. Does that stay? Do you keep that same M.O. when you're when you're uh, in this football game or, or, or do you maybe get a little more conservative? How do how do you see this game unfolding? I hope we keep it the same. I, I I just think that's a mistake that's made sometime, and it's not just – I'm not talking about Baylor staff. I'm talking about football. Then in big games, sometime you get a little more conservative. And I hope I hope we let Gary Bohannon sling it like he's been doing. I hope if it's a fourth down situation, we think we can make it. Let's go. And I think you take chances. I think you take chances offensively, throwing it down the field, maybe a wrinkle here and there that they haven't seen. I just think you play wide open. Ricky, how has Gary Bohannon classed this this leadership role? How is he coming along in that? Ward, I think it's beyond anything we expected. Uh, I think these players knew it going in. They all liked him very much. But I think once he got the starting job, plus the way he's performed and the way he reacts on the sideline, I think is phenomenal. And – uh, the, the best thing I've seen, I may have said this to you all before, I'm not sure, but <clears throat> when he finally threw that interception what, two weeks ago and it was in the end zone against Brigham Young, how's he going to react? Well, I think we saw that. He, he shook that off, came back, played a great football game. So uh, Gary's a leader. He's a really good quarterback. He's been really flawless so far, and I hope we see that again. But I, I think Gary's exceeded any expectations that we had. Ricky, man, we appreciate it. I cannot wait. Uh, tomorrow morning, 11 o'clock, look forward to uh, to listening to the broadcast. And uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow as uh, the Bears host the Longhorns. And, you know, every game now is, is kind of magnified, isn't it? I mean, they're all big now. Well, they are. Win this when you're 7-1. and one. You'll go up in the rankings, go to TCU, absolutely. And hopefully by tomorrow, my – voice is going to be over these allergies because they're killing me. <laughs> but I tell you what, I, I'll go out there on one leg if we have to, if we win this game tomorrow. There you go. Hey, Rick, appreciate it. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. That's Ricky Thompson from Alliance Bank of Central Texas. And, of course, uh, he is the uh, sideline reporter along with uh, John Morris and uh, and J.J. Joe, the uh, longtime broadcast team for Baylor football here on ESPN Central Texas. Speaking of John, he's got today's Baylor Sports Beat. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Friday. Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor Soccer closes the regular season, while Baylor Football is set to host the Texas Longhorns tomorrow in Waco. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. 
When we moved to Texas, we were like fish out of water. We didn't know anyone in our neighborhood until our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent came to the house. She was so helpful and reassuring, a friendly face with that Texan hospitality I'd heard about. When we purchased a Texas Farm Bureau insurance policy, we knew we were making the right choice. We knew our family would be protected. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an insurance agent who's a true neighbor. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Baylor University is where lights shine bright. So, let there be light. Let there be roommates and teammates, scholarship and championships. Let there be fresh starts and new traditions, fast friendships and lasting impacts. Let there be laughter. Let there be joy. Let there be light. Baylor University, where lights shine bright. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor soccer closed the regular season with a 2-0 loss on the road at Oklahoma last night. Soccer now as the number three seed in the Big 12 tournament advances into the tournament in Round Rock beginning Sunday. Baylor is the three seed matched with number six seed West Virginia in a match scheduled for 8 p.m. on Sunday evening in Round Rock. Baylor Cross Country runs the Big 12 Championships today in Stillwater beginning at 10 a.m. this morning with the men's race followed at 11 by the women. Baylor Baseball hosting the Texas Rangers Instructional League team last night at Baylor Ballpark. The Bears come away 6-0 winners in the 12-inning affair. And Baylor football set to host Texas tomorrow morning at McLean Stadium. It's an 11 a.m. kickoff for the Bears and the Longhorns. Here's Baylor junior quarterback Gary Bohannon on UT. Um, Texas, um, I see a really good team. I see a team that plays hard. They put up a lot of points and a lot of yards a game. I see a defense with a good D-line and some nice DBs and everything. I think they try to keep uh, a lot of passes from getting behind them. They try to make you take things that they're going to give you, take the short routes. And um, I see a defense that um, just, I don't know, they play hard. They play as a unit. I feel like a lot of guys on that team have played together for a while. And on that offense, they have a pretty good, a really good running back. So everybody know, um, I think, that's a good team. That's a good time. I think it's going to be a fun atmosphere. It's going to be a great game. Gary Bohannon and the Bears hosting Texas tomorrow at McLean Stadium. Our coverage begins at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning with the game day live here on ESPN Central Texas. Our Baylor alumni tailgate show on the air at 9, the first hour of which is televised on KCEN-TV. Then an 11 a.m. kickoff for the Bears and the Longhorns, the 111th meeting all time. Television tomorrow on ABC. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tomorrow from McLean Stadium and have more Monday. I'm Gian Morris. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. You gotta fight for your right to All right, welcome back into the program. A couple of minutes after 8 o'clock, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us. 
as we move through hour number two of the program. Our 8 o'clock hour is brought to you by VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company currently hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more, and you can apply for these jobs at 7601 Imperial Drive. It is a game day here on ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk some high school football, and we welcome into the program the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, Greg Tepper. Greg, good morning, man. We appreciate your time today as usual. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to talk some high school football. It, it, it just, and we were talking about this the other day. It, this is crazy. We are in the ninth game of the season for most teams in Texas, and it seems like just yesterday that we were talking about uh, kicking off our non-district schedule. I'll take it a step further. We've got a number of teams that tonight can polish off 10-0 and records. I mean, they can finish their regular season tonight. But, yeah, it's absolutely flown by. We've got a number of teams that have that that's kind of strange week 11 by next week. Uh, which which makes this all the more interesting. And, and yeah, down the stretch we've come. You know, we we've got a couple of, of opportunities here to uh, to see some some districts get decided, district championships on the line, uh, as well as of course playoff spots and playoff seating. Uh, this is the time of year where you kind of got to get out your abacus. You kind of got to get out a little bit of a pad and paper and try to figure things out. Uh, there are some districts that are very clean cut. Feels like we know exactly how things are going to go. There are other districts where I don't know if we have a single team decided yet, <laughs> which is what makes this all all very exciting. Every which way you look, there's intrigue in Texas high school football. Yeah, we were looking at nine four a the other day, and you know it, it very well may come down to positive negative points on some of these things. Uh, what is what is and you make you make a great point. We have playoff implications on the line. We got championships on the line, and we got seeding on the line. With, with that in mind, what is the game of the week in the state for you? Yeah, you know, there, there's a handful. Cause it's, ab- it's actually a spectacular week of games. I know I say that every week, but, but even more so this week, it's really, really loaded. And there's a handful that really have my eye. I think the big headliner, if you're kind of a, a brand-name shopper, the game that's going to be uh, on your mind is, is Galena Park North Shore taking on a Tascacita in a top-ten matchup in Class 6A. Uh, Tascacita, of course, was the team that knocked off Allen, uh, ended their long regular season winning streak and their uh, their all-time uh, home winning streak at Allen Eagle Stadium. Uh, they are a little bit wounded without quarterback Gavin Session. Uh, now he is, he's out for the year. Uh, they're now going up against a North Shore team whose lone loss in the year is to spring Westfield. This is a North Shore team who boasts, I think, one of the, one of the truly elite defenses in the state, uh, including a kind of five-star cornerback. Denver Harris leading the way, and they've got a number of FBS guys up front as well. They are absolutely loaded. That's going to be a fascinating matchup. But you got a number of other games, uh, I think, as well. Another game in the Houston area I've got my eye on is Katie Pato and Manville. A small school game that I'm extremely intrigued by is uh, West taking on Grandview. That game, I think, has a lot of intrigue. Uh, but but everywhere you look, pretty much at every classification and in every region of the state, there's at least one or two really really intriguing matchups uh, as we enter Week Ten. Well, let's let, let's go there uh, because that's the game that we've been talking about all week. Is West at eight and zero, four and zero in the league, and Grandview at eight and one, five and zero in the league. Is this the year that David Woodard's West Trojans can can overtake Grandview and win a district title? I think they got to feel like they can, right? I mean, undefeated, obviously, and looking very good. Now, Grandview is nothing to turn your nose up at. They've got the one loss. That's the 4A Glen Rose on the year. And, and, and ever since then, they have been absolutely humming. If you want to have a little bit of reason for concern for David Woodard's Trojans, 
it would be that the trajectory is not exactly great right now. Um, they're eight no, you don't they don't ask you how, they ask you how many. Uh, and but you know, before their bye last this past week, you know, their last game, last time we saw them on the field, they beat Whitney fourteen to ten in a real squeaker. Now Whitney's a team that's better than their record indicates. They're a better than three and five. They won they've Uh oh. He Greg is driving. Let's hope it comes back. There you are. In this game against Grandview for the district championship. And furthermore, you know, one thing I think is interesting is because I think this figures to be a pretty low-scoring game. I think both of the defenses in this game are going to be dominant forces here. So that's what I've got my eye on. I think this is one of those games where, where 28 points, 27 points probably wins it. I mean, these are two defenses playing at an extremely high level. Can West get their offense back in gear? Uh, was was the, the the win over Whitney like an, uh, a one-time thing, or was that uh, a sign of, of, of trouble on the horizon? That's a big question I've gotten this one, but this is by far, in my opinion, the game of the week in Class 3A. Stephenville has Middle Othian Heritage, and Middle Othian fell to La Vega last week. Can Stephenville keep it rolling, and are they one of those teams to keep a close eye on heading into the playoffs? Yeah, I think absolutely. And, and you know, the, the thing about Stephenville that I think is so impressive is that this offense has just absolutely hit another level, which, which shouldn't be surprising. I think we've, we've come to expect, uh, you know, the, that, type of, uh, that type of offense from them. Lambert, their quarterback, uh, the junior, has stepped in in a big way. Koy Aiken, their wide receiver, has been exceptional. And, and yeah, look, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's strange to say it because um, Argyle uh, still exists, but – um, if you look at 4A Division One, and you look especially in Region 2, which is so loaded with, with so many big-time uh, teams, um, you start to, to wonder, is Stephenville the favorite? I mean, uh, what they did to La Vega a couple of weeks ago and then to follow that up with a big win over Midlothian Heritage, uh, I think they've got to be at least co-favorite right now uh, with uh, maybe a couple of other teams. You know, Melissa, I think, is in that mix. Uh, Argyle ain't going away. I think La Vega may be starting to turn a corner as well. Um, you know, there's going to be uh, – Region 2 is going to be an absolute bloodbath whenever we get to the playoffs. But that's one thing that I've certainly got my eye on tonight is making sure that Stephenville goes out there and takes care of business against a Midlothian Heritage team that, that is game. You know, a, game, a team that, that has a history of, of getting the big win. And, and Stephenville has, has the past couple of years struggled with Heritage. And so that's one thing I've certainly got my eye on in this one. Uh, but they can wrap up a 5-4-A Division, Division one title uh, with a win tonight. And, and I would expect uh, Stephenville to do that. Hey, Greg, you mentioned LaBega. Let's talk a little bit about them. Uh, uh, big win for them last week, obviously, over Heritage. And, and it looks like that Don Hyde's got them going going well right now as they get ready to, to head into the last couple of weeks of the season and into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've got to be feeling good. I mean, uh, you know, obviously when you lose your district opener in the way that they did, that can be a bit humbling, right? But they have gone back to the drawing board and, and, and their past couple of wins, uh, you know, over Brownwood and over Midlothian Heritage, they've really gotten that running game going. It's really, it's really kind of fueled them. That was a big problem against Stephenville in their loss. Uh, and now, look, they're, they're going to finish second place in this district. I mean, barring some sort of really strange collapse here against the teams that, frankly, they're better than, like Alvarado and, and what walks had you like, they're going to finish second. And, and that, of course, as we, you know, they go on about 4A Division One Region Two. that's so important. You've got to make sure you finish as high as possible because it is a fireworks factory there. And the, the higher you finish, the easier path you're going to have in the playoffs. And so I think that for La Vega, it's, it was critical to, to not let one loss beat them twice, not let Steven, that Stephenville loss beat them against a, a, a decent Brownwood team or, or, a, or a solid Middle Ocean Heritage team. Uh, you know, don't, don't let one loss beat them twice. 
They seem to have righted the ship. I would expect them to go into the playoffs uh, as the second seed there out of District F5. When you look at 11-6A, Duncanville, the the elite team right there, but DeSoto has Lakeridge, and Lakeridge has has been hot and cold all season long. Do they have enough athletes to stay up with DeSoto? Yeah, I, I think they could. You know, this is a DeSoto team that um, – this is a DeSoto team that I like but I don't love. Um, they, 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 there's things about them that I, that I really do like. Like most especially, uh, I think that when their when their offense really gets cooking, it's 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 fun to watch. I mean, they've got some playmakers on the outside. You know, surprise, surprise, they've got some they've got some some big time guys that can that can make plays. But I would say that their defense has at times had trouble. Um, you know, and most especially against Duncanville, uh, they, they got touched up a little bit by Mansfield, uh, uh, Converse Judson. That. That win or that uh, that loss has aged like milk. I mean, that's that's something that is a little bit interesting to me about Desoto. Now, look, uh, the 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 win loss column is is impressive, right? You know, they're, they're sitting there at uh, they're sitting there at six and two. Uh, they're going to be favored in their last two games against Lake Ridge and Waxahachie. But Lake Ridge is an interesting team. You know, you mentioned it. Their ceiling's pretty high. They just haven't really met it consistently. If they're able to get those playmakers out in space. They can challenge uh, DeSoto. They can go out there and, and, and win one-on-ones. Can they do that consistently enough? That's going to be the big question for Lake Ridge, who's, who's really kind of scrapping and clawing to try, to try to play spoiler in this district. Down in 2A, uh, Bosqueville and Toller are going to get together, and, and that, that's certainly fighting for a uh, playoff seed. And how do you see this one unfolding? Yeah, a really interesting matchup there between Bosqueville and Toller. You know, two teams that, that I think – uh, it's it's reasonable to, to 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 think that there's some uh, there's some some high expectations there. You know these are these are two teams that I think want to go into the playoffs feeling good. Um, and one thing I'm I'm interested in seeing is what the Toller defense, which has at times been really really good, uh, what they're able to do against a Bosqueville attack that 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 has uh, that has had a very high ceiling. You know this is a Bosqueville attack that that I'm very interested in seeing uh, just exactly how far they're able to how, how far they're able to go. Um, that's really the key matchup for me. Toller probably, you know, that's not to say they don't have their own playmakers, but they're probably a team that wants to win this game probably in the, in the high 20s, low 30s. For Bosqueville, they probably want to cut the brakes and get this thing out and, and run a little bit. That, it's kind of a, a clash in styles here. I like Toller in this one. Uh, I really like the, the way that their defense is playing, and I think that that Rattlers team is, is a, bit of a, a, a bit of a sleeper there. Uh, I would keep an eye on them. That, that game really intrigues me. Greg, tell us uh, what uh, what what can we uh, what can we catch on Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, and, and what do you guys got going tonight on Bally Sports Southwest? Yeah, if you go to TexasFootball.com, we have playoff projections up. So if you are wondering if, if, if all of this uh, sounds like uh, you know a, a, a foreign language, like I'm speaking, see <laughs> what the playoff projections we have up on TexasFootball.com, and what you think your team, what we think your team is looking like as far as their playoff path is concerned something games in the state tonight or this weekend uh, and then on valley sports southwest we've got six hours of live texas high school football stuff starting at uh seven o'clock with football friday and then rounding it all out with uh high school school board live at 11 o'clock so a lot going on uh there's this is the time you know one, one thing i think is interesting this is the time of year where i think the neutral fan uh kind of the uh the casual high school football fan maybe checks in it's a good week to check in because there's really good games all across the state and and you you in, in many ways you haven't missed anything. You're just showing up for the good part. So, uh, that's, uh, so go ahead and go ahead and uh, lock in on, on what we got going at, at TexasFootball.com and on Valley Sports Southwest. As always, Greg, it is a pleasure. We appreciate all your uh, all your hard work. You do a great job. We appreciate it. Thanks so much.
All right, take care, boys. We'll see you. That is uh, Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. I, I want to find a game one day. Ward, I want to. I want to just. I want to say, Greg, what do you think about this game? And him not know anything about the two teams. Is that even possible? Is no. that remotely possible? Never happened. So, can we just, like, create a matchup? Can you tell me about Galena Park North Shore taking on Abbott? <laughs> yeah, you could I mean, I mean could we do that? that? I mean, yeah, you could try that. He knows everything about everybody. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's unbelievable. It, it is. And, I mean, and he can take you in depth to, you know, well, let's talk about uh, the total Rattlers too deep. Uh, their backup left tackle. I mean, he can tell you a story about him. Mm -hmm. It it is amazing, Uh, and that's so much fun. Uh, Good stuff there. All right, uh, 15 after 8, 8.15. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us. We're going to take a look at what's going on in the Big 12 Conference and uh, not only the uh, the Baylor-Texas game, uh, but we'll kind of meander around the league, uh, and we'll do that coming up in a few minutes. Also, Kyle Yeomans from the Dallas Cowboys is going to join us at the uh, bottom of the hour. We'll talk about uh, the Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings, 6 o'clock airtime, 7.20-something kick time on Sunday night. Uh, so we'll, we'll get into that for you uh, this week, uh, what's coming up this weekend. So we've got that uh, on the way here on the program. So stay close as uh, we roll through a football Friday edition of the program. We're brought to you in part by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat. Ted Teague and his staff waiting to talk to you about a new car or truck or maybe even a pre-owned vehicle as well. You can, you're saying, well, what do they have? I'm not – well, the, look, the easiest thing to do is jump online and check them out, alansamuelsdcj.com. That's alansamuelsdcj.com. You can check out all the vehicles. Pick out a couple that you, you really want to take a look at and then go over to Alan Samuels at 201 West Loop 340, and uh, and take a look and maybe even take a test drive. Alan Samuels is an award-winning dealership, and you can check out the the uh, the great Ram vehicle right now. We're talking about that Ram truck, the 1500 Quad Cab Lone Star Edition. Beautiful vehicle. That's uh, it, it's just a, it's an unbelievable truck, and, and Ram trucks are engineered to bring confidence under the toughest road conditions. You can also check out the uh, the 2021 Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. And also, uh, don't forget about the prestigious Jeep Cherokee L, the all-new 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee L, beautiful, rugged third-row seating. Those vehicles and many, many more are available at Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. They're going to take care of you during the purchasing process. And here's what I love about the about Allen Samuels is they're going to take great care of you after the cell. When you need service or you need general maintenance, whatever the case may be, they're going to take great care of you at Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. They're at 201 West Loop 340. Ted Teague and his group waiting to see you. Don't forget, Alan Samuels is your friend in the car business. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Nitchie Group Insurance Agency. With the Nitchie Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Nitchie Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Nitchie Group at 1-800-258-8302. 
Hey, everyone. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Dak Prescott tells you why he's still not working first-team practice reps right after this. Whether you're getting ready to purchase a home, setting up a college fund for your kids, or preparing for retirement, you're working hard to live a life you love. And you deserve peace of mind knowing your home, loved ones, and future are protected. At SWBC, we can help you assess your personal situation and create a customized solution to make sure you're prepared for whatever life throws your way. Visit SWBC.com to learn about your mortgage, insurance, and wealth management options today. That's SWBC.com. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Even Dak Prescott is unsure if he'll start for the Cowboys in Sunday night's primetime matchup at Minnesota. Even though he said he pushed himself a little more at practice yesterday, a calf strain has kept him out of team drills, a decision Dak said has been made by the coaching and training staffs. In a sense, it's them protecting me from myself. I mean, them knowing that the way that I treat this game, the way that I play, and so that's what a lot of that is, is just communicating about how I feel, what exactly am I feeling, you know what I mean, whether it's a pain or whether it's just a tightness or weakness or whatever it may be. I'm just trying to be on the same page so we can all make the right decision. Dak also admits he doesn't want coordinator Kellen Moore to have to alter play calling if Dak were limited in his mobility. If Dak doesn't play Sunday, Cooper Rush will start with Will Greer as the backup. Kickoff Sunday is 720 Central. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales. Since opening their doors in 1925, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services. Whether it's a traditional funeral, a graveside service, memorial service, or cremation, they believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to families. Five generations of the Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home family have helped tens of thousands of Central Texans celebrate the lives of loved ones. Learn more at whbfamily.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Another breezy day expected across our area. A lot of sunshine today. High temperatures top out at 73 degrees. Cool conditions for high school football. Kickoff temperatures this evening will be in the lower 60s. And overnight, we'll drop to around 42 degrees under mostly clear skies. Sunshine on Saturday, a little bit warmer with a high of 77. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Baylor football on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor athletics. This Saturday, the Bears play host to the Texas Longhorns. Our coverage begins at 7 a.m. with Game Day Live presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni from Touchdown Alley. Join us as we preview the Bears and the Horns. We'll have special guests and a whole lot of fun. It's Baylor in Texas, and it's this Saturday morning at 7 right here on ESPN Central Texas. Everything we do, we do for 
Go the distance with First Central Credit Union, your local team. Cheer on with lower payments by refinancing your vehicle. Rates are as low as 1.99% APR. First Central makes it a winning season with financing set to your preferences. You can select your due date and your payment frequency. Our local lenders are here to help with a game plan that meets your needs. Apply online. We make it easy to score at firstcentralcu.com. We're your team. Membership and loan policy requirements apply. Member NCUA. This is Jim Haller, proudly speaking for Redwoods Incorporated. My wife and I had been thinking about the need to replace our old Redwood deck for a couple of years, but just kept procrastinating because of the big hassle we thought the project would be. That was the case until one day I picked up the phone and called Greg Evans at Redwoods Incorporated. He was nice enough to come out to our home the next morning and talk to us about the options available. He suggested what we needed to do from the decking material to the railings to the lighting to an outstanding contractor. To make a long story short we said let's go for it and a week and a half later thanks to redwoods incorporated we had a beautiful new deck to enjoy and to make it even better the cost was less than we had budgeted redwoods incorporated exceeded our expectations if you have a project in mind and want the best in wood products and customer service go see greg or scott at redwoods incorporated conveniently located off north valley mills drive on esther street behind applebee's restaurant you'll be glad you did Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. I'm Joe Kaleo with Kaleo Wealth Management. I love what I do. Every day I have the chance to help people chart a path toward their financial goals and pursue their dreams. We build relationships with each client and enjoy seeing how they appreciate there's someone working just as hard as they are to help meet their objectives. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services. Member FINRA SIPC. Ward White, the master mixer here on the program. 824, welcome back in the game time. What is that? I don't know that one. Crisscross. Oh, that's Crisscross. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Forgot about that. It's a good one. Forgot about that song. That's one of my favorites. All right, 825, welcome back into the program. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. And uh, we uh, we appreciate you being with us on this uh, football Friday. All right, Ward, uh, Big 12 football coming up. And uh, and we'll say Baylor in in Texas for last, but just uh, just a thought maybe, and a and tell me what you think of Iowa State at West Virginia. This is in Morgantown, and I know we've talked about this a million times. In West Virginia has had some struggles. There's no question about that. But Morgantown, I'm sorry, it is a tough place to play. First of all, it's a tough place to get to, and then it's a tough place to play. So. The Cyclones, uh, you know, three weeks ago we were saying, how come we're not talking about Iowa State? Where, where have they gone? And then all of a sudden they got it going again, and now they're back in the in the conversation. So with all that in mind, Iowa State and, and West Virginia. Well, I, I know Morgantown's a tough place to play, 
but West Virginia's not playing great football. I mean, yeah, they beat TCU last week, but TCU's not playing very good. Uh, I, I'm going to say Iowa State keeps it rolling. They they get it done even though they're on the road. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I think they're playing pretty good football right now. And very fortuitous that uh, that uh, from a Baylor perspective, you got them early on and, and uh, you were able to get that win. And mm-hmm. and now, you know what? Go win Iowa State. Win all you want to because you're behind the Bears in the standings because of the one-loss thing, the uh, head-to-head competition. So if they want to go win a game, go win a game. Uh, Iowa State enters at 3-1 and one in the league. West Virginia at 1-3. and three. Yeah, I, Morgantown or no Morgantown, I think the Cyclones get this deal done. Uh, let, let, I'm going to say that the TCU headed to uh, Manhattan to take on Kansas State. I don't want to be TCU right now. I think Kansas State is playing pretty well. They're playing pretty pretty well, but TCU on the other side of it is not playing very well. Uh, they're struggling. Uh, this is probably the most you've seen a TCU team struggle with Gary Patterson at the helm. Uh, he's done a great job year in and year out of being able to right the ship, and right now he's just not able to do that. Uh, it's on the defensive side of the ball, which is very unusual to talk about for TCU and Gary Patterson team. But right now, defensively, they don't have the depth. They don't have – you know, those couple of big dogs on that side of the defensive line to, to get any kind of pass rush and, and make some disruption, uh, be disruptive up front. So, uh, they're struggling mightily. Offensively, they, they're hot and cold, but uh, they've got some playmakers on the offensive side. If they can get on a roll, uh, you know, they might could escape with the win on Saturday, but I think this is Kansas State's game. You know, they're and I said Kansas State's playing pretty well. I, they're one and three in the league. TCU's one and three in the league, but Kansas State's one and three. I don't know why. Feels a little more. Well, they've been banged up too. Yeah, remember they, they, and they got they their lost quarterback their, back. They lost their starting quarterback yeah. for a few weeks too. Yeah, and he's back, and, and they played well last week and, and, and got a W last week. Uh, they're at home in Manhattan, uh, boy. Th- to me, this is a swing game for TCU. You can get back to five hundred with a win and, and move to two and three in the league, or. You lose, and you're three and five, and boy, and everybody's looking around, going, "What in the world?" Uh, Kansas State's at four and three overall. A win here gets them to two and three as well, puts them at five and three, and one win away from being bowl eligible. So, but to me, this is a swing game, but probably more so for TCU. I, I still like, uh, I still like Kansas State at, at home at uh, in Manhattan. So, I think K State wins this game. Uh, Let's see. Uh, okay, we uh, are we even going to talk about Kansas at at Oklahoma State? Well, I mean, look what Kansas <laughs> did last week at home. Yeah, but I mean, still, it, you know, it. I don't think it. When you talk about a team like Kansas, it doesn't matter if you're home or not. I mean, there's 12 people in the stands at Kansas. You don't. Yeah, have a, good point. You don't have a home field. Other advantage. than you slept in your own bed. Yeah, you don't have a home field advantage in that situation. So. Yeah, I, you know, I look, this should be a runaway for Oklahoma State, absolutely. Uh, but you can say that each and every week against Kansas. And last week, you know, they, they had a little fight in them. I, I, I hope they have a little fight in them, make it interesting. Yeah, they'll make it interesting, but they're not going to beat Oklahoma State. No, I don't think they're going to beat them. But, I, you know, let's, let's see if they can, you know, hang around like they did last week. That would be fun. Speaking of hanging around, do, does Tech hang around with no. Oklahoma? Okay. <laughs> You're not going to give Sonny a, a shot to, to maybe – what if he goes in there and just starts slinging it all over the place like they used to do? What mm. if they throw it 55 times? Well, then 
your defense, their defense is going to be extremely tired, and they don't have enough good defensive players to be extremely tired and play well. So Oklahoma will run them out of the gym. Oklahoma's eight and zero, five and zero in the league, mm-hmm. but it's not it, 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 it's not as a as polished a eight and zero as it has been in years past. And I no, know that's not. weird to say, but it's the it, truth. It's not. It's not. But they're still undefeated. Yeah. So, at I the mean, end of the day, they find that's ways all that to matters, win. Right. Yeah. At the end I, of the day, you find a way to win. I. You know. I. I don't. I don't trust the process right now in Lubbock, and, and I. You know, good for Sonny Cumbie to have the opportunity, but I don't think that they, they have enough playmakers to play with Oklahoma, um, and, and Oklahoma is probably another unfortunate thing for the Red Raiders. Probably got a pretty good wake up call last week. Both of these teams are coming off a bye. One is six and one. One is four and three. One has lost a couple of games after having huge leads. Yet, and one is at home, and one is not. Uh, you know, obviously. Uh, but everybody says this is an evenly matched football game, Baylor and Texas. How do you see it? I believe it's evenly matched. I think it's going to come down to who can control the line of scrimmage, which is pretty obvious. But uh, I think it's even uh, bigger in this game. I think the the offense that that is able to stay out on the field and move the chains and be consistent has the upper hand in this one. Um, I, I like the opportunity that Baylor has in front of them. I just I, I think that their defense has a has a chance to slow that run game of Texas down, and uh, I think that gives them the upper hand. I think it comes down to a turnover and special teams. If Baylor runs the football. Baylor wins the football game. If Baylor can run the foot, and I know that you're you're right, we go right back to the line of scrimmage where we talk about it all the time. Uh, if Baylor can run the football and and keep Texas's offense off the field, sustain those drives, mm-hmm. and you know they're going to attempt fourth downs, you know they are. So if they can if they can extend drives with with the running game, I, I like Baylor at home in this football game and. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you guys. You guys are telling me it's gonna be a close one. Well, I think it is. So I I don't know. I just I like the, I like what I've seen out of Baylor the last couple of weeks. I I mean, I, the, and I know they've given up some big plays. They've given up chunk plays uh, in the Iowa State game and, and in particular the BYU game. But you know, those are also top twenty football teams that they just beat in Iowa State and BYU. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going Baylor. I'm I'm going. I'm going to say Baylor's offensive line allows them to run the football and they win the football game and move to seven and one in the league, getting ready to go to Fort Worth. Are you saying they win it big? Mm, I'm not that brave. Okay. Because again, look, there's there's just not a lot of runaways when you get to conference. I mean. No, I, I'm not even going to get into the conversation. No, it's it's going to be a competitive football game, but Baylor's able to run the ball and they win the football game. Okay, you okay with that? Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. It should be fun, man. I cannot wait. Let's go 7 a.m. I'm ready to do. I'm ready to do this morning show all over again, but from uh, from McLean Stadium. Who's bringing the donuts? Send us a text and let us know that you're coming out and you're going to bring <laughs> us food. Uh, Eight thirty-three <laughs> coming up next. I'm look. I'm begging. I don't care. I noticed. Yeah, I'm begging. I don't care. I'll be hungry. Seven o'clock in the morning. You know, it's it's fair. Yeah, I mean, you know, you gotta have breakfast. 
got to have breakfast. So you're laughing. So you're you're not bringing the the no. Okay. All I'm right. Not bringing you donuts before I go to UMHB. <laughs> Eight thirty-four. Kyle Yeomans talks Cowboy football with us next on ESPN Central Texas. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial needs are in good hands. It's your bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, with two Waco locations, 4721 Bosque Boulevard and 191 Archway Drive on Highway 84 and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. This is Dallas Cowboys football 2021. Play fake. Boot to the right. Only heard here. Looking down the field. Lamb. 10. 5. All season. Victory. Cowboys win. The Ghosts are exorcised. Sunday night, it's your Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings. Live from U.S. Bank Stadium. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Brad, Babe, and Christy with the Cowboys Sunday night at 6 on ESPN Central Texas. When you need help obtaining off-site sewer and water easements, give Fawcett Title Works a call. We will obtain temporary and permanent easements, all negotiations, and a detailed spreadsheet of the status of all easements. Not only that, but Fawcett Title Works can handle everything from 404 wetlands permit applications, U.S. Army engineering permits and easements, railroad crossing permits, locating heirs to property reports, and much more. All with our fast and accurate turnaround time, ensuring we always have happy clients. Fawcett Title Works handles most counties in Texas. Fawcett Title Works of Clifton, 254-366-1192 and at FawcettTitleWorks.com. Old Chicago Pizza is back and better than ever in Waco. Try the new Insanity Pizza. So good, so different, it had to be called Insanity. Detroit-style metal pan, deep dish, buttery, flaky crust, covered in Old Chicago signature sauce, drizzled down the sides, topped edge to edge with Wisconsin brick cheese. Everybody gets a corner piece for maximum crispy, caramelized goodness. Insanity Pizza at Old Chicago. Try it today. Now open at 4641 South Jack Colgin Expressway in Waco. Michael Hurley of Hurley Benefit Services. I think one of the challenges that all small business owners are facing today is while there may be less than 50 employees, they're still competing with the big box companies that have full-blown benefit plans. Employers are looking for solutions, and my out-of-the-box thinking is providing a solution. With the innovative coverage offered by Hurley Benefit Services, you can have individual or group coverage that is a lot better that costs a lot less. HurleyBenefits.com. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at PioneerBoys.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Valvoline Express Care, 833 North Valley Mills Drive, open Monday through Friday, 6 to 8, and Saturday, 8 to 5. The Arizona Cardinals are no longer the only unbeaten team in the NFL. They lost to the Packers last night, 24 21, on Thursday night football. 
In college football, number 24, Coastal Carolina beat Troy 35-28. East Carolina topped South Florida 29-14. In the NBA last night, the Houston Rockets dropped a 122-91 decision at home to the Utah Jazz. The Dallas Mavericks, meanwhile, outlasted the San Antonio Spurs 104-99. Game three of the World Series tonight in Atlanta. Luis Garcia will be on the mound for the Astros. Ian Anderson will get the start for the Braves. First pitch around 7 o'clock. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, welcome back into the program. Game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us on a football Friday. 6 o'clock Sunday night for the pregame, 7.20-ish for the kickoff. It is the Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings. Kyle Yeoman from the Cowboys joins us right now. Kyle, is Dak Prescott under center on snap one for the Cowboys? You know, uh, Tom, going into yesterday, I I put it at a 90% chance that, yes, he is going to play center. Yesterday kind of threw me for a loop, just kind of the wording – uh, that was that was thrown around the building. Dak Prescott himself spoke to the media and said, well, if this was a playoff game, I would definitely be playing. Well, Dak, uh, this isn't a playoff game. This is a regular season game, and we're still in week eight of, of 17 uh, games or uh, game number seven of 17 games. And so wh- what do you mean by that, Dak? And, of course, he kept it pretty simple from there on out. And then I had a chance to, to sit down with, with Cowboys COO Stephen Jones, and I asked him the same question. What is his gut feeling about Dak Prescott playing this week? And he didn't really answer the question specifically. He more have said that, hey, we're going to trust our medical guys. If he's ready to go, then we're going to put him out there. But if not, then we're going to keep it safe with him. Uh, we're going to make sure that he – doesn't get ahead of himself and that's been a term that's been used all the way back to training camp is don't get ahead of or don't let Dak get ahead of himself and if that's the case then I don't know maybe Dak Prescott is not under center come Sunday which is not necessarily what I've been expecting but everything that we've seen from the media availability of practice the way that he's walked around the way that he's run the way that he's participated in individual drills at the quarterback position it definitely seems like he could play if they really needed him to, but maybe it's getting to the point where they see the 5-1 and one record and the Minnesota Vikings on the other side leading the NFL in sacks, and they say, well, maybe we wait another week. Can Cooper Rush win you a football game? Uh, I think he can win you a football game. I don't know if he can necessarily win this football game because Minnesota's a really quality football team on the other side. I just mentioned what they've done on the defensive side of things. And then, of course, their offense is going to put up some numbers. I mean, Kirk Cousins is throwing the best football of his career at the moment. 13 touchdowns, just two interceptions. Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook is the skills guys on that offense. I mean, this is a really solid Minnesota team that if, if you want to argue the three and three record, they mo- more importantly played better in their losses than they did in some of their wins because they lost to Cleveland. They lost to Cincinnati and Arizona, and they were really tight in those ball games and combined 11 points between the three losses. So this is a good Minnesota team. So if, if Ka- Cooper Rush is out there and we've seen him in limited action, of course, during the, the preseason and what he really brings from a game manager standpoint, which is really what you need. Uh, with a team as talented on the offensive side as the Cowboys are, 
I still have a I have a tough time thinking that they would come out on top against the Vikings specifically. Now, if it is an extended period of time, I think Cooper Rush can certainly keep the keep the boat afloat. But at the moment, I don't know if that's the case uh, going into Week Eight. How does or does it? How does the game plan change with Cooper Rush at quarterback as opposed to to, to Dak? Well, Dak does a couple different things for you that, that Cooper can't necessarily, and that's really extend plays, roll outside. Cooper has some mobility, but he's not necessarily going to be that guy who rolls out every other play to buy some time or to let routes develop for guys like CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper downfield. He's really going to be a sit-in-the-pocket, hand it off to Zeke Elliott. You're going to have to rely heavily on both of your backs, Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, and then you would have to have – guys like CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper running underneath the defense to allow Cooper Rush a better opportunity to get them the football uh, if, if you really needed him to, to play the entire game. I think that's really your game plan is, is that can throw it downfield. I don't know if you trust Cooper Rush necessarily to do that a whole lot in the ball game. Dak Prescott can throw it 51 times. If a team takes away the run, you got to have the run work against Minnesota if Dak Prescott's not in the ball game because Cooper Rush isn't going to throw it 50 times, and nor do I think Kellen Moore would ask Cooper Rush to throw it 50 times. But Kellen Moore's been calling the best games of his offensive coordinator career. The last six weeks have just been miraculous from a play call standpoint. He has been so confusing to opposing defenses, and then he's just going to have to take a step up uh, from the level that he's already been uh, exceeding up to the, up to this point. How does this Cowboys defense get Kirk Cousins off track? Well, I think they put pressure on him. I think both the edge rushers are going to have to get in there, Randy Gregory more specifically. They they have a young left tackle, Christian Darisol, the rookie out of Virginia Tech, who was my number three offensive tackle in the draft last year. Really good player, but he's he's still young. He's still learning. And I think Randy, Randy Gregory has an opportunity to really make things tough on him. Uh, some of the other best better pass rushers that Minnesota has faced like a Miles Garrett in Cleveland. I mean, they gave him fits off that left side. And so I think if, if Randy Gregory can get pressure, then that's step one to slowing down Kirk Cousins and making him really become a shell of himself and very aware of the pressure that's coming off the edge. Secondly, I want to see the versatility of Micah Parsons again, maybe not as an edge rusher, but as a pass rusher. I think Leighton Vander Esch is going to play a huge role in the second level of that defense, reading Dalvin Cook, making stops and being gap sound, I think later, I think uh, Michael Parsons can kind of play a little bit more free. I think he can kind of play as a linebacker, but come up and blitz and find a way to get in the backfield, much like he did the first couple weeks of the season when he wasn't playing the edge rusher spot. Week one against Tampa Bay, uh, week three, week four when he wasn't, at the, at the line of scrimmage, but he was instead coming from that second level. I think that's how Dan Quinn needs to get after Dalvin Cook, get after Kirk Cousins to try and make things difficult on that Vikings offense. Where does, uh, where, where does Collins fit into the plans for this week? Is, is he going to be a backup? Does he maybe play a lot of left guard? I mean, w- what are they thinking with, with Collins? Man, th- that is the question of the week. Outside of Dak Prescott, uh, whether or not he's going to play, that's been the number two thing that's dominated the storylines. And honestly, I don't have an answer for you. I don't know if the Cowboys have an answer for you. 
to be honest, because, of course, coming into the week, you're thinking, oh, Lyle Collins is back from his five-game suspension. He's played at a Pro Bowl caliber level at offensive tackle. He's going to plug right back in there, despite how well Terrence Steele has played, right? Wrong. It's going to be a competition, says Mike McCarthy. This this isn't a given thing for Lyle Collins to come back and take the spot from Terrence Steele just because he's back. Uh, and maybe this is a – uh, a deal with the, the suspension. Maybe they're up unhappy with the way that he handled things, and, and this is a, a lesson being learned. Or maybe they actually believe Terrence Steele is playing to a caliber of Lyle Collins. And, of course, you know the contract discrepancy between the two. Lyle Collins is getting paid a lot more than Terrence Steele is, so maybe this is a, a move to see if Terrence Steele can keep it up and reward the second-year player out of Texas Tech to see if he can keep going uh, and keep on on the same path that he's on. But also I think it's a depth play at the same time. Maybe they do use Collins' versatility from a position flex standpoint to move him over to left guard, which Connor Williams hasn't played poorly, but he's also been out of the five offensive linemen, most likely the weaker spot, him and Tyler Biotis both up front. So maybe they just want to play around with a little bit of that. But when Sunday comes around, I think it's going to be the same offensive line you've seen the last five weeks. I think Terrence Steele's probably going to start at right tackle. I think Connor Williams will be at left guard. And then Collins will be a solid backup uh, at least this week. We'll talk about moving forward when we get into week nine because I think Lyle Collins will ultimately work back into that position. Does Diggs get a football thrown in his direction this <laughs> Sunday? I think Kirk Cousins has no choice but to throw it his direction at some point, right? Because if not – Trayvon Diggs is going to shut down whoever that one receiver is going to be. Most likely it'll be Justin Jefferson, who, by the way, I mean, they played together or played against each other, I should say, at LSU and Alabama in that 2019 classic game, the 40-plus point back and forth in Baton Rouge. That was just an absolute uh, pleasure to watch. Trayvon Diggs, though, was covering Jamar Chase, whereas Justin Jefferson had nine receptions in that ball game for, I think it was like 80-something yards and a touchdown, something like that. Uh, Justin Jefferson's been talking a whole lot. So I think Trayvon Diggs is going to have a an extra chip on his shoulder. So if a ball gets thrown his direction, Ward, just anticipate seven to come up with it at some point because, man, he has just been unbelievable <laughs> playing lights out to this point. So it's hard to really bet against him having an interception. All right, bottom line, uh, when it's all said and done, we've talked about who's going to play, who's not going to play. What does this game come down to, and, and do the Cowboys go on the road and get another win? Well, I think either way, if, if Dak Prescott plays, if he doesn't play, I think it relies a lot on your run game. I think Tony Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott have to have their best game of the year just from an efficiency standpoint, which is saying something. The Cowboys are the number number two rushing offense in the NFL right now, so – I think those guys have to really have a strong day behind that offensive line. Maybe the Cowboys know that. Maybe that's why they're throwing Lyle Collins out there because they've seen what he can do at the guard spot previously. But I think if they don't get the run game going, and this is a, a Mike Zimmer defense that is six and 6-2 against teams that are number one offenses coming into the week throughout Mike Zimmer's career as a head coach and a defensive coordinator, he knows how to shut down number one offenses, and that's what the Cowboys are. He tries to make them one-dimensional. I think they're going to take away the run game. So the Cowboys are going to have a challenge in front of them uh, to, to try and get that thing established, and if they don't, I think they're going to be in for a long night. Kyle, as always, it is a pleasure. We appreciate your time, and uh, thanks so much. 
Yeah, absolutely, guys. Y'all have a great Halloween. Yeah, you do the same. Appreciate it. Uh, Kyle Yeomans with the Dallas Cowboys here on the program. It is 849, 11 away from 9 o'clock. Tom and Ward, as we uh, roll through, he, he he's fine with Cooper Rush. Did you hear that in his voice? He was perfectly content with Cooper Rush. Well, he's around it a whole lot more than I am, so there you go. <laughs> I just I just knew how much uh, you want to be the president of the Cooper Rush fan mm-hmm. club. Nope. That's, that's not for you? Mm-mm. No, no donuts, no fan club. I'm I'm a little confused. Hey, uh, it is uh, 10 away from 9, and we want to talk a second about uh, our good friends over at Goodfeed in the Central Texas Marketplace. If you're suffering from some knee or back or hip pains and you're wondering what in the world is going on, well, it may not be your knees or your hip or your back. It, it may be your arch system, uh, and you may need a little help, and that help is coming from Goodfeet in the Central Texas Marketplace. It's a three-step support system. They have a strengthener, a maintainer, and a relaxer. And it's a three-step total body wellness program with uh, premier pain relief, structural supports. It's all available at uh, at Goodfeet in the Central Texas Marketplace. They've got a, they got a free consultation for you, just waiting for you. Now, you can do it by appointment. Or you can just drop in. They they take walk-ins just as just as well. So they're open seven days a week, Monday through Saturday, from ten until six, and Sunday noon until five. And I've gone through the process. Uh, I've I've got them, and 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 you'll go in and and uh, they'll visit with you and 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 uh, watch you walk, and and then they're going to they're going to put you through a a couple little tests, and and then uh, they're gonna they're gonna have a diagram, literally a diagram of your foot, so. They know exactly what your instep looks like. The whole the whole process. I mean, look, it, 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 the consultation and the fitting is absolutely free. So if if you're hurting and, and you think you you may need this, go check it out. It doesn't take that long. It takes just a few minutes, and you'll be you'll be glad you did. It's good feet. They're in the Central Texas Marketplace near Cabela's. ESPN Central Texas, talking sports live and local. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Ward Whites and me every weekday morning from 7 until 9 as we talk high school, college, and the NFL. John Morris will be here at 3 p.m., and then it's the Matt Mosley Show weekday afternoons 4 to 6. It's local sports talk, just the way you like it, and it's right here on ESPN Central Texas. Your hometown. This is our house. Home team. Always a thrill when the home team takes the, takes the field. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our edge checking or savings accounts and earn interest, cashback, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. 
Clayton Waco 2 in Waco is seeking passionate, ambitious candidates to join their team. Clayton Waco 2 is now hiring for the day shift Monday through Friday. Starting wage is $17 an hour plus weekly bonuses. Benefits include medical, dental, vision, paid parental leave, accident, hospital, and critical illness insurance. 401k with bonus, paid vacations, and holidays with life insurance for the whole family. Log on to Facebook.com slash Clayton Waco 2 to apply. That's Facebook.com slash Clayton Waco 2. Clayton Holmes, opening doors to a better life. Life. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Valvoline Express Care, 833 North Valley Mills Drive, open Monday through Friday, 6 to 8, and Saturday, 8 to 5. The Arizona Cardinals are no longer the only unbeaten team in the NFL. They lost to the Packers last night, 24 21, on Thursday night football. In college football, number 24, Coastal Carolina beat Troy 35-28. East Carolina topped South Florida 29-14. In the NBA last night, the Houston Rockets dropped a 122-91 decision at home to the Utah Jazz. The Dallas Mavericks, meanwhile, outlasted the San Antonio Spurs 104-99. Game three of the World Series tonight in Atlanta. Luis Garcia will be on the mound for the Astros. Ian Anderson will get the start for the Braves. First pitch around 7 o'clock. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Grab bag time as we uh, put the finishing touches on this one for a Friday morning. Uh, last night up in Norman, the uh, Baylor soccer team lost to Oklahoma two to nothing. The uh, tournament is now set, and here's what it looks like. I be- believe it begins on Sunday. Uh, the number one seed will be TCU, and they'll take on Iowa State at eleven thirty. Oklahoma State will take on Texas Tech at two o'clock. Texas will square off against Oklahoma at five thirty, and then it's Baylor and West Virginia uh, in the nightcap at eight p.m. And that will be coming up uh, uh, on uh, on Halloween. So there you go. That is the uh, Big Twelve soccer term as they get things rolling uh, for uh, for the twenty twenty one soccer tournament. Also, we we talked a lot about it uh, this week, but the uh, Baylor baseball team did take on uh, the uh, the uh, Texas Rangers instructional instructional team and and uh, defeated them six to nothing. Ward they got after it. I think they limited How about that the Rangers to three hits. So. Uh, instructional team follows the stop it. Okay, uh, and, and finally, boy, here we go again. Conference USA negotiating with New Mexico State, UConn, and Liberty to join the league. The movement just keeps on keeping mm. on, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. All right, hey, that is going to do it for us on a Friday morning. Thank you so much for being a part of the program. Many thanks to Jeff Howe from one hundred four nine The Horn in Austin, also to Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, and uh, to Kyle Yeomans from uh, the Dallas Cowboys for joining us, and from uh, Ricky Thompson from Alliance Bank of Central Texas for being a part of the program. We'll do it again on Monday. Have fun tonight at your your favorite high school football game. We'll see you in the morning at 7, or we'll see you Monday morning at 7, right here on ESPN Central Texas. 
It's the Baylor Coaches Show this Wednesday with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us Wednesday, not live from Rudy's, but here on ESPN Central Texas and hear from volleyball coach Ryan McGuire and head football coach Dave Aranda. That's Wednesday, this week only from 6 to 7 p.m. The Baylor Coaches Show this Wednesday at 6 p.m. here on ESPN.